What are the key events in the end times that the Bible tells us will occur? Are any of them happening today? And if so, does that mean we are near the time of the Lord's return? Stay tuned for an interview with one of America's foremost Bible prophecy experts. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. We have in store for you what I know is going to be an interesting interview. Our special guest for a second time is the person I refer to as the Dean of American Bible Prophecy Experts. His name is Noah Hutchins, and he is the director of a Bible prophecy ministry in Oklahoma City that is called Southwest Radio Ministries. Noah, welcome back to Christ in Prophecy for a second week. Thank you, Brother Reagan. We really enjoyed talking with you last week about your wonderful book, uh, 40 Irrefutable Signs of the Last Generation. But this week we want to shift gears. We don't want to talk about signs of the times. We want to talk instead about uh, uh, the uh, uh, end time events that the Bible talks about. I'm also glad to have with me uh, Nathan Jones, who is our web minister here at Lamb and Lion. And in that capacity, he not only maintains our website, but he is on that website every day ministering to people all around the world, uh, answering their questions and uh, debating with them. And uh, he, he has an interesting, I, I tell people, send him the most difficult questions you possibly have. Be sure and send them to Nathan. <laughs> and, and you get them, don't you, Nathan? Yes, sir. Quite <laughs> okay. a lot. Well, Nathan, how about you kicking off this uh, interview? All right, sir. Uh, good to have you back on the program. We're talking about end time events, and one of the most controversial end time events seems to be the rapture of the church. Could you tell us a little about the meaning of the rapture and why it's controversial? Well, uh, of course, uh, the uh, theories or uh, opinions are teaching about uh, the rapture. Uh, the rapture, uh, as referred to by uh, you and me, of course, is the uh, uh, at the end of this dispensation, uh, uh, the dead in Christ shall rise, and uh, the, the, we will go up to meet the Lord. <clears throat> that is the. He will come for his church. Yes, he comes for his church. There are several views about that. I'm sure, and some of them are rather uh, controversial. <clears throat> you know, you get into a discussion with that to. Those who believe in a post-trib, uh, you know, you can get into some rather interesting dialogue. Well, and basically what you're saying is that there's a lot of controversy as to the timing of the rapture. That, that uh, is Some true. would say it's going to be at before the tribulation, some in the middle of the tribulation, some near the end of the tribulation, and some say it's just all going to be one thing with the second coming at the end of the tribulation. What is your viewpoint? Uh, we are uh, pre-trib, meaning that we hold to the pre-trib uh, position that uh, when the church age is come to an end, uh, the uh, rapture will occur. Uh, the translation uh, of the uh, church to heaven. Uh, Paul wrote to the uh, Christian in Thessalonica. They were under chief great persecution. And uh, he told them uh, the, the hope uh, that uh, would be at uh, the final hope is uh, 
they were rapture of the church. Uh, the dead in Christ will rise first, and uh, uh, that we will rise to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Um, if the uh, church uh, was going through the tribulation, as some believe, the post-trib position, uh, why would uh, uh, Paul try to give them uh, comfort by referring <laughs> to the coming of Christ? Yes. Yes. Because uh, they've still got to go through the tribulation, the church has. So uh, I know there's a lot of different opinions, but uh, we believe that uh, the uh, church age uh, will end. The Christian era will end uh, before the tribulation begins. Well, uh, as you well know, uh, the Bible does not say specifically when the rapture will occur. And that's why there's so much difference of opinion. Uh, people can honestly disagree about the timing. So, uh, I agree with you. I think that the best inference of the Bible is that the tribulation will occur, be, I mean the rapture will occur before the tribulation begins. But what would you say, from your viewpoint, is the most powerful argument in behalf of a pre-tribulation rapture? Well, you uh, look at the book of Revelation, okay. for example. The first three chapters concern the uh, church. I think it's a prophetic history of the church age. And then you go into uh, Revelation 4, which is the beginning of the tribulation period. You go through chapter 19 for the tribulation period end. Between chapters 4 and chapters 19, the church is not mentioned one time. The Christian is not mentioned one time. There are references to saints. Mm -hmm. Well, there are references to the saints. Of course, a saint, we're all sanctified. <laughs> yeah. We're all set apart. There will be people saved during the tribulation. Yeah. Well, uh, they will, but they'll be uh, saved for refusing to take the mark of the beast yeah. or worship his image. Yeah. But that's not a commandment now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, uh, the uh, ch church is not mentioned in the tribulation setting. But he mentions it again after the tribulation. After the tribulation. Uh, sure, uh, we read about 144,000 Israelites will be saved and set apart. Mm -hmm. There will be saints in the tribulation, meaning there will be some saved. That's simply what that means. Right. You're, an, you're a saint. Because you've been sanctified <laughs> and set apart. Well, I've always felt like that one of the major arguments in behalf of a pre-tribulation rapture is eminence. The Bible says Jesus can come any moment, any moment. But if you don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, He cannot come any moment. Because there's a whole lot of things that have to happen, like uh, there has to be a, a, a temple built in Israel, there has to be the Antichrist, there has to be the tribulation. The only way that Jesus can come any moment is for you to believe in a rapture before the tribulation. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And uh, I think if you study the Pauline epistles and the, and the uh, messages to the churches, uh, I, I can't find uh, anywhere in there that Christians are admonished uh, that uh, they they have to uh, be careful about not worshiping the mark of the beast yeah. or, mm -hmm. or uh, about a tribulation period. And never are we told to look for the Antichrist. We're told to look for Jesus Christ. Le look for Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's true. What about you, Nathan? What, what are your feelings about the pre-trib rapture? 
Oh, I think the pre-trib rapture makes sense. I mean, we're talking about the bride of Christ, the yeah. church. God loves the bride. He, Jesus is to marry the bride. Well, you don't bring... <laughs> I, I heard Don McGee say this recently. I thought it was a great... He says, you know, he's got most of the bride with him right now in heaven. But part of the bride, that's us, is still on earth. Well, you don't, you know, beat up part of your wife for seven years under your own judgments and then expect afterwards she's going to say, yeah, I'm going to marry you. It just doesn't happen. Well, God wants all of his bride to be with him during up in heaven and protected from well, that his raises wrath. a good point because uh, uh, you know the uh, the idea that uh, the church uh, some people say well the church's got to go through the tribulation to be purified Jesus well if we're not purified by the blood of Christ amen uh, we certainly don't need the tribulation there is no reason for the church to go through the tribulation I know, I know. why should we go through the tribulation well, well, I hear people all the time say that the church needs to be there because otherwise the people won't hear the gospel. But there's many ways that people hear the gospel during the tribulation, right? Hey, there's going to be Bibles around all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless we've got two witnesses in Jerusalem who will be proclaiming the gospel. Or the gospel angel. That, to me, that's the big one. An angel that actually goes to everybody in the tribulation and shares the gospel so that no person by the end of the tribulation is without excuse. Israel will go through the tribulation. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, because, uh, of course, uh, today, as I mentioned, I've been to Israel many, many times. Uh, in uh, Israel today, less than one-third of one percent believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. No. They still are rejecting. They're, they're taught in, uh, in uh, school in Israel. The schools, the children are taught that would the Messiah have destroyed the temple? Would the Messiah have collaborated with the Rush of Romans to destroy Jerusalem? They say, of course not. So Jesus is uh, not the Messiah. So well, they're looking for the Messiah to come. As you know, as well as I do, as many times you've been to Israel, that there's thousands of guides there who have their heads full of Scripture. They have to in order to be qualified as guides. And one day something's going to happen that's going to move that from here to here. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview with Noah Hutchins, uh, Director of Southwest Radio Ministries in Oklahoma City. Noah, I want to shift now to another end time event. We've been talking about a very joyful one called the Rapture where Jesus is going to appear and take His church out of this world, both the living and the dead. Let's talk about one that's not so joyful and that is an event that's called the Tribulation. What in the world is the Tribulation? And uh, uh, how long do you think it will last? What is its purpose? Just Talk about the tribulation for a few minutes. Well, uh, the tribulation, of course, as uh, we've already mentioned, uh, comes after the church is gone. And uh, according to uh, the scriptures, there you go forty and two months, and then another forty and two months, and you have a uh, so uh, we know from uh, the scripture context there that the tribulation period will be seven years. And uh, it's, uh, Jesus said it would be a time such as the world had never seen or never would see. And uh, we can't begin to imagine what it's going to be like. Uh, of course, that will be when the Antichrist is ruling and uh, all nations and people are commanded to uh, worship the Antichrist. Uh, and uh, we read about those uh, that... Uh, will not have food, those that will be killed. 
so it's going to be a a time of uh, the most uh, uh, awful period, as Jesus said it would. And of course, as we mentioned before, uh, there's no reason for the church to have to go through this period, and which we don't believe it will. Uh, but uh, we uh, know that uh, there will be uh, a one-world government. Uh, all nations will be under the authority of one person, the Antichrist, and his kingdom. And uh, everyone will be commanded to uh, worship uh, this person under threat of death. And everyone will have to take his mark and number or be killed or they can't buy or sell. And already we see there's a big controversy now about uh, computer chips. I think it's down in Texas. One girl refused to wear a, a computer chip uh, on a person uh, the kids were. And she said, well, I don't believe uh, I, I should take that because the Bible says I shouldn't take it. So uh, it's going to be a terrible period. We read about uh, uh, the the hunger, the wars, the uh, people who will die. Uh, We can't begin to imagine. What's the purpose of it? Uh, The uh, purpose, uh, of course, uh, I believe uh, one is that Israel will be uh, uh, brought to an understanding that uh, Jesus Christ is the Messiah. They're going to be brought to the end of themselves yes. and finally turn to God. We read that, Behold, He come with the clouds, and every eye shall see Him, and also they which pierced Him. Yes. And they shall mourn for Him as one mourn for an only yes. son. That is not happening today. What, what is the purpose for the Gentile nations during the tribulation? What, what purpose does God have? Um, the uh, Gentile nations, uh, of course, uh, right now are all uh, separate, worshiping different gods. Uh, uh, it's not a world that uh, God intended to be. Uh, it's a world where Satan is rampant. And uh, the uh, world will be prepared through the tribulation period, the okay. entire world, for the coming of Christ. The nations, there won't be uh, nations anymore as such. The Lord Jesus Christ will come back and reign for a thousand mm-hmm. years, according to Revelation 20. Nathan, I think you've got a really tough question you wanted to ask him about the tribulation. Well, I mean, we talk about 21 judgments from God. We talk about most of the earth uh, environmentally being decimated, most of the human population being decimated in just a seven-year time span. If God is a God of love and mercy and justice, why would He do that? Um, Well, uh, uh, God, uh, as you mentioned, is not only a God of love, He is a God of justice. And uh, it's not a matter of uh, God doing this but uh, man bringing judgment upon himself. God storing up his judgment. Yes. And uh, when uh, this period is over, uh, it will uh, be ready for the coming of Christ. The the world right now would not want Jesus Christ to come. Well, one of the things that, that has always really touched my heart about my study of the tribulation is that the Bible clearly teaches that even when God pours out His wrath, His ultimate purpose 
is not to punish. His ultimate purpose is to bring people to repentance so that they might be saved. And a lot of people are going to be saved during the tribulation period because again they're going to be brought to the end of themselves and repent and turn to God. That is uh, certainly true. And uh, we read about the 144,000 Jews, uh, you know, uh, who evidently will be saved and believe and they go into all the world as witnesses uh, for Christ. Well, uh, you, you don't see that happening today, but it will happen during the tribulation period. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's, it's just amazing to think that even when God pours out His wrath, that His purpose is to, fundamental purpose, is to bring people to repentance. It's a shame that it takes that much to bring people to finally accept God, though. Well, it is, but that's the nature of man. That's just the nature of man, is that sometimes God has to hit you over the head with a two-by-four and get your attention. Uh, yes, you can uh, look over the world today, uh, here in the United States, uh, 24 hours a day there's gospel uh, teaching on the radio, on television. Uh, the uh, churches are still open. Uh, but... Uh, you know, uh, according to the latest statistics, uh, church membership and attendance is declining. Yes. Not only in this country, but in other countries. And uh, Christians, uh, as uh, Dr. Frank Graham recently brought out, are coming under attack and right. what we believe for, uh, all over the world. Well, you know, every time I think of the tribulation, I think of this verse in Isaiah 26 and verse 9. When the earth experiences the judgments of God, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Uh, yes. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview with Noah Hutchins about end time events. I'm a little down after talking about the tribulation. Maybe <laughs> we can have a bit of a pick-me-up here. Let's talk about another controversial topic, and that's the Millennial Kingdom. Can you tell me a little about where do we know about it in the Bible? How long is it going to last, and what is its purpose? Well, of course, uh, we read in uh, Re Revelation 20, you know, that uh, after Christ comes, He will reign upon the throne of David for a thousand years. That's uh, a thousand years of the millennium. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, millennium uh, is something that uh, Israel looked forward to in the Old Testament. Uh, that uh, a, a king of David or a lineage uh, of David would come and uh, sit upon the throne of David and there would be peace on the earth for a thousand years of the millennium. And uh, the wolf and uh, the animals uh, wouldn't eat each other, and uh, it would be a peaceful world. I've got that on Isaiah 11:6. The wolf will live with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf, the young lion, and the fatling will be together, and a child will lead them. Amen. At a time of peace. So that, to me, tells me that we're not living in the millennial kingdom now, right? Uh, yes, there are many reasons. Why, <laughs> well, why we're share not some of those reasons because. Eight. Uh, my kids, I wouldn't send them out to, you know, stick their hands in the viper nest or hang yes. out with lions. And Jesus is not uh, reigning from Jerusalem. Now, some would say he's reigning spiritually. Why do you say he's not doing that now? Well, uh, he is to reign uh, uh, literally. 
upon the throne of David. You read in uh, Matthew and Luke, his lineage, uh, going all the way back to David. That, that is the reason for that. So he offered that to Israel at his first coming. But Israel said, we will not have this man reign over us. And they took him and crucified him. So he has to come again to fulfill the Old Testament prophecy that a king from the lineage of David will reign on David's throne and there will be peace in the world for uh, a thousand years and uh, there will be, it'll be a wonderful world. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Old Testament prophecies because many, many people believe the only place in the Bible there's any mention of Jesus reigning is in the book of Revelation. And the Old Testament is full of prophecies about the Messiah reigning over all the world. That yeah. is uh, that is true. Well, the only new information in Revelation 20 is how long the reign is going to be, a thousand years. Yes. And uh, you uh, read in the, the book of Hosea uh, about, uh, uh, I think, a prophecy about Jesus being crucified. And uh, He was coming again. Yes. Uh, so, uh, it's uh, throughout the Old Testament, the prophets. And uh, you read in uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, uh, their mission was to make Israel acceptable so uh, this uh, great king, the Lord Jesus, would, would reign. Does that mean the Millennial Kingdom then is only for the Jew? Who lives in the Millennial Kingdom? Well, uh, we read uh, that all nations will come to Jerusalem to worship the king. So it will not only be for Israel, it will be for all yes. nations. Yes, yes. Well, you know, uh, the uh, most churches today, in fact, the majority of Protestant churches, plus the Catholic Church, teach what's called amillennialism, which is the belief that we are in the millennium and we have been in it since the cross and it will continue indefinitely and that the thousand years is just... Uh, a symbolic uh, term. You know, Noah, uh, if you take the Bible for what it says, both Old Testament and New Testament, just take it for what it says, there is no doubt it teaches that Jesus is coming back to reign for a thousand years. But those folks say, oh, none of that means what it says. It all has to be spiritualized. Now, talk a little bit about how is the best way to interpret Bible prophecy? Should it be spiritualized or should we take it for its plain sense meaning? Well, uh, of course, uh, there is a spiritual teaching in throughout the Bible and every, everything that's written. But uh, there's also a literal uh, fulfillment that uh, we have to accept. The uh, prophecies uh, in Isaiah 53 about uh, Jesus, they literally come to pass. And uh, <clears throat> the Jew has been scattered in all the world. That literally come to pass. They would return. That is literal. Therefore, we have to accept that what the other prophecies of the Bible have a literal fulfillment concerning this coming kingdom that uh, Jesus is to return and establish here on earth at the end of the tribulation period. Right. Well, I grew up in a church that taught that the Bible means exactly what it says from beginning to end unless... It's talking about the second coming of Jesus, and then it never means what it says. <laughs> now, <clears throat> a lot of churches, as you mentioned, 
believe that uh, the church inherited all the promises made to Israel. And uh, the church is modern Israel, and uh, there's no second coming because the church has fulfilled all the, or is fulfilling all the promises. Yet Israel's back in the land again. That means something. It's important. That's an important sign. Well, I tell you, if I had a fellow one time put it to me this way, and I never forgot this. He said, if, if Bible prophecy does not mean what it says, then how can you ever know when it's fulfilled? Yes. And you can't. I mean, if, 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 you're, if it doesn't mean what it says, you'll never know whether or not it's been fulfilled. And so people, for example, the Bible says in the end time there's going to be two witnesses of God who are going to be in Jerusalem in the tribulation proclaiming the gospel. Now, does that mean what it says? Well, amillennialists say, oh, no, no, that doesn't mean what it says. That, that refers to something that happened in 70 A.D. And Well, who were those two witnesses? Well, we don't know for sure, but they might have been this or they might have been that. And uh, before, you know, they said, well, the, the Scripture says that all nations, races, and tongues will see their dead bodies in the streets of Jerusalem. Yeah, that's right. Before, they said, how could this be possible? Hmm? You're all, you're going to bring several billion people to uh, <laughs> Israel and so on. Mm-hmm. But now then, through television, oh, yeah. that is possible. Absolutely. We're seeing... Uh, prophecies that can be fulfilled today that we could never have seen fulfilled naturally in the past because of modern technology. You keep going back to modern technology, and so does Nathan, and it really does help us to understand Bible prophecy as we have never understood it before. Welcome back to our interview of Noah Hutchins, the Director of Southwest Radio Ministries in Oklahoma City. Noah, tell our viewers how they can get in touch with you and your ministry. The easiest way is simply go uh, to uh, the uh, internet, swrc.com. Okay, and I hope they'll do that and get on your mailing list. Noah, I want to thank you again, both us, Nathan and I, thank you for being on our program. You've been a great blessing to us, and my prayer for you is this, that the Lord will allow you to live right up to the very day of the rapture of the church. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope you'll be back with us again next week. Until then, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan together with Nathan Jones saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Is this the last generation of this age? To find out, get a copy of Dr. Noah Hutchings' book, 40 Irrefutable Signs of the Last Generation. While Dr. Hutchings is against setting specific dates for Christ's return, he documents 40 signs that are to occur in the last generation relative to our world today. This book gives you over 200 pages of riveting information and is divided into three sections. One, irrefutable signs of the last days in the secular world. Two, irrefutable signs of the last days in Israel. And three, terminal apostasies. Dr. Hutchins draws upon his extensive missions work on four continents, leading 54 Bible tours to Israel, writing over 100 books, and presenting over 20,000 radio and television programs. To order this book for a donation of $15 or more plus shipping, call the number you see on the screen Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, or order online at lamblion.com. Dr. Reagan's DVD entitled 50 Reasons Why We Are Living in the End Times can be ordered for a donation of $12 or more, plus the cost of shipping. Or if you order now, you can get the 40 Irrefutable Signs of the Last Generation book by Dr. Hutchings and the 50 Reasons DVD by Dr. Reagan for a donation of $25 or more. Just ask for offer number 730. 
Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 